Hello and welcome to the BMJ's podcast. I'm Joe Freer, Editorial Registrar at the BMJ. Malaria is one of the world's most common parasitic diseases. There are currently over 200 million cases a year globally and around half a million people die annually from the infection. Over the past 150 years, half of the world has been successful in eradicating malaria. Today we'll be discussing the prospects for eradicating malaria in the other half. I'm talking to Bruno Moonen, Deputy Director for Malaria in the Global Health Programme at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who argued in a recent BMJ head-to-head for the eradication of malaria, and Clive Schiff, Associate Professor in Molecular Microbiology and Immunology at Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School, Bloomberg School of Public Health, who argued against. Hello, Bruno. Good morning. And hello, Clive. Hi. So, before we get started... Bruno, in the head-to-head, you both talk about eradication and elimination of malaria. What's the difference? And is it elimination or eradication that you see as the end game? So the difference between eradication and elimination is basically a geographical scale difference. Uh, Elimination is something that can be achieved subnationally or at a country level or regionally. Um, But eradication is something that, that... implies that it's actually globally, the removal of a, of a pathogen globally or actually reducing the, the worldwide incidence of a disease uh, to zero. So that, that's basically the difference. It's a scale difference, a geographical scale difference. And do you see the, the overall project um, as being eradication of malaria with, with a deadline? Absolutely. Yeah, so the... the for, for us here at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the, the overall goal has, has been since 2007, global uh, eradication. We believe that it's the only kind of equitable and uh, sustainable solution. Equitable because if you don't aim for eradication, you have to ask yourself the question, where are we going to stop? Where will we not uh, eradicate malaria out? Uh, and here at the foundation, our leadership and, and Bill and Melinda in specific feel that that is not uh, a just way of, of going about it. And sustainable because the, it, it's interesting when you talk about uh, eradication, um, people very quickly uh, have very strong opinions uh, in favor of or against it. But what's kind of fascinating is that the, the counterfactual of sustained control is rarely discussed uh, with a view of how do you do that sustained control? Uh, How do you maintain the gains if you don't entirely get rid of that pathogen? And there's, of course, very good evidence that uh, in places where, in this case, at a country level, they have tried to eliminate and they didn't go the whole way, that the risk of resurgence is is substantial. And it's very well documented. There's many uh, instances where on all the continents, actually, uh, we have seen malaria go down and research back because uh, they didn't really uh, finish the job. Okay, so thanks for setting that context. So, Clive, with that as a bit of a background, Sri Lanka recently eliminated malaria. Do you think that's a sign that malaria elimination might be on the horizon for other countries in that region and elsewhere internationally? My my feeling has been that whereas this is this is a highly laudable concept. Eradication is a highly laudable concept. Um, the situation is who who is making the decisions 
about eradication. I find that we in the uh, developed world talk, talk about, well, we need to do this. But we, who is we? Um, I, I grew up in, in, in what is now Zimbabwe. I worked on malaria control there. And we there was the government of the country, which, uh, with collaboration from the WHO, actually started a control program in, when WHO was recommending eradication. Um, we started a, a, a control program in the 1940s, the late 1940s. And this really run, ran effectively and eliminated malaria from more than two-thirds of the country until 2000. So you can do, uh, uh, um, I mean, if you've got a, a functional public health system, you can maintain uh, the, the control and the um, vigilance against the parasite adequately as long as you've got a good, a, a good infrastructure. The infrastructure in Zimbabwe was more or less uh, destroyed in about 2000 um, from political reasons and malaria researched, um, reinvaded the country and researched subsequently in three or four years. So, um, yes, Bruno's right. We, the, the difference between elimination and eradication is ideal, but eradication uh, globally um, in, in, in the foreseeable future, as I see it, um, is, is, is a dream. Yeah, and Bruno, can I ask you to, to come back on that specific question of who is we? So who should be setting the agenda for malaria eradication if that's an agenda that we think is laudable? And following on from that, who should be funding it? It's, a, it's, a, it's an important question. So historically, eradication has been a uh, globally managed, centrally funded uh, intervention, very often leaning on a single tool, typically a vaccine, that was the case in smallpox, uh, that uh, was the case in rinderpest, and those are the two only diseases that have been eradicated. So one is, of course, a veterinary disease. Um, and people, and today, polio is, is very much still uh, using that paradigm, if you want. Uh, I think for malaria, it's, it's kind of different. Um, first of all, who is we? So if you look at the recent uh, declarations that have been made by heads of state in Africa, um, it's kind of interesting that they feel this is a disease that uh, needs to be uh, eliminated. And of course, uh, if all countries aim for elimination, eventually you'll end up with global uh, eradication. Uh, but so these African heads of state uh, have been uh, kind of, you, you could argue, uh, overly ambitious in the sense that they said by 2030 we would like to eliminate malaria from the African continent. Now that's very, very ambitious. I mean, personally, I, I believe it's maybe slightly overambitious, but better to be overambitious than underambitious, probably. Uh, the same for Asia. The, at uh, uh, the ASEAN conference, again, heads of state uh, meeting in, in Asia, uh, they decided that they needed a roadmap for malaria elimination uh, in the Asia-Pacific uh, region. So uh, today, I think the, the demand, if you want, for uh, uh, ending this disease is very much set by the malaria endemic countries. 
but needs to be supported by uh, the, the global institutes, not in the least the World Health Organization. Uh, secondly, I also think that it's not going to be a centrally managed uh, and centrally funded campaign. Uh, this is going to be uh, individual countries using uh, different approaches, uh, depending on their epidemiological setting, uh, to achieve that goal. And ideally, they would do that regionally, because imagine that uh, tomorrow India and Bangladesh and the greater Mekong subregion also eliminate malaria, then the risk of reimportation in those individual countries reduces substantially. Uh, and we believe that those regional elimination efforts, if successful, are easily more easily maintainable uh, compared to individual countries aiming for uh, elimination. Okay, and Clive, do you want to come back on that? Do you think that that regional approach is um, is realistic? Coming from Africa and 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 living through this, I see the importance of regional programs. But there's a lot of talk about doing it. Uh, you know making these regional programs, setting them up and working with them, but it's extremely difficult to put them into practice. For example, in, in my own home country, Zimbabwe, we have a, a long border with, with Mozambique. Mozambique doesn't have an effective control program. In Zimbabwe is reasonably controlled. The control programs going on the eastern side and transmission is reduced considerably. But there's a continual influx of people from Mozambique who come into Zimbabwe because uh, they've got relatives there, also because the health system is a little better on one side than the other. And so there's, there's a continual ebb and flow of, of parasites in, in the human population moving across. In order to maintain a consistent level of elimination, one needs to have a very effective um, local civil service in, in which there are trained people who can use modern techniques to identify hotspots of, of malaria transmission at specific times of the year when the parasite is vulnerable for elimination. My, my concern is that until we have structured uh, ministries of health with good infrastructure to service the, the needs of, of, of malaria control and other diseases, it, it, it's going to be a battle against a, a, a sort of surging tide. Yeah, and Bruno, given given some of those um, logistical and human resources and practical and political challenges, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, perhaps, when do you think is a realistic deadline for malaria eradication in that region and, and elsewhere? Bill Gates... Um in 2015, of course, published uh, in collaboration with Ray Chambers, uh, the UN uh, Special Envoy for Malaria, a document called Aspiration to Action, where they put forward a, a date of two, uh, 2040, so 2040, as a potential target date for uh, global uh, eradication. Now, is that achievable? Well, we believe here at the Foundation that Today, we don't have the tools to actually do that. Uh, and that's the reason why we spend actually most of our resources in malaria on uh, R&D. So we are investing a lot in trying to get uh, new drugs, new active ingredients uh, for bed nets or indoor residual spraying. Uh, we're investing in uh, finding a vaccine. 
um, there is a whole range of investments that we're making because we explicitly acknowledge that today we do not have the tools available uh, to achieve uh, eradication uh, everywhere. And it's correct, I mean, what, what, what uh, Clive uh, highlights, the, the challenges related to um, pol true political commitment, uh, as in uh, financial commitment, the challenges related to uh, human resources and uh, the, the health systems that are in many cases, let's say, suboptimal, uh, they're there. We, we are not uh, claiming that those challenges are not there. The only thing we're saying is that should not be a reason not to aim for eradication. It's a problem to be overcome, to be addressed. And, and in a way, we're hoping that an ambitious agenda for malaria can actually help the broader health system uh, to, to, to improve, to move forward. We, we, we are almost saying the same thing. Um, my concern is that this can be achieved with a change in the political priorities of these countries. But if you look through the continent of Africa and you, you, you move north from Zambia into the, the DRC, we, we have a, a huge area there, a huge country, where there's very little effort to control malaria. There's sporadic bits of research going on there. So there's a huge reservoir of, of, of malaria parasites in the center of Africa. In, in, and we've got conflicts that, that are perennial almost that, that, that are going on. Um, and so in, on these unstable conditions, it's very unlikely, it's almost impossible to consider that malaria is going to be controlled, let alone eliminated. The, the reality of the world is that it, there's a lot of instability and it's much better, my thought is, it's much better to, to work on local elimination and support, supporting local countries which do have the, the, the person, personnel and the political um, desire to eliminate malaria and help them eliminate malaria. But this is where we'll get to. I can't see us getting further than that. Okay. And since this is a head-to-head, -head, having heard each other's arguments, I just want to ask you one last question. Has either of you changed your mind? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm Bruno. <laughs> no, I mean, for, for me, the question to have I changed my mind, that would have obviously lead to a very interesting discussion with my leadership here if I would say yes. That, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm it's no a, longer it's a conflict uh, of interest there. Really. <laughs> of a, a global effort towards uh, malaria eradication. <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to Bruno Moonen and Clive Schiff discussing whether malaria eradication is possible or even desirable. The article to accompany this podcast, Should We Commit to Eradicating Malaria Worldwide, is now available on bmj.com. <laughs>